Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Welcome to Unscrewed, the show that knows that real liberation includes sexual liberation. I am your host, Jacqueline Friedman, and welcome to another Spare Parts episode of Unscrewed, where we bring you a little of this, a little of that, and we get you in and out in 15 minutes or less. How are you, Unscrewed Nation? I'm actually feeling pretty okay this week. I know I've been kind of gloomy and ragey lately, and... I think all of that is perfectly justified, but I've had some really nice experiences lately. I went upstate New York to Corning to the Card Carrying Shop, which is this amazing feminist bookshop. Turned out like everybody in the town for a conversation about unscrewing the sexual culture and just had the best time with them. And I met some of you and it was so much fun. And then literally yesterday, as of the time I'm recording this, I got to speak at... Uh, and meet a bunch of you at the Bark Walk for Change. The Bark here in in Boston is the Boston Area Rape Crisis Center, uh, and they have a big fundraising and awareness raising and solidarity raising walk every year. Uh, And I got to speak at it and meet a ton of you and your adorable dogs and hear about the amazing work you all are doing and eat non-dairy Ben and Jerry's and (laughs) be in the sunshine with all of you. And I just feel like a little restored and just remembering that like while the work we are talking about here is really serious and has serious implications, we can do it with joy uh, sometimes if we can find our way to that. And yeah, I want that for all y'all. And I, and for me, I think being in community with you and the more I can be literally in community with you, the more joy I experience. So it's just been really groovy. Um, And it made me think about, you know, pursuant to my project of airing also some of the interviews I did about Unscrewed the book uh, in the fall that I never got to share with you. I did a live show actually in LA that some of you were at, which was a live taping of the podcast Reality Bites, that's B-Y-T-E-S, with Courtney Kosak and Steve Hernandez. Uh, And it was such a great and wide ranging conversations. And we talked about this one part of the book about how we could completely reframe the way we even think about who a survivor is and their position in the culture. I was glad to do a little deep dive about that because we didn't I haven't talked about that that much on tour, but we had this great conversation. Here's a little snippet of it. I think we make being a victim of sexual abuse or harassment such a stigmatized thing. And like we culturally treat victims as like pathetic or lying or like there's just not like a lot of 
love and support, right? <laughs> and so I, I think a lot of victims wind up not wanting to identify them as victims. Mm-hmm. So, so I, I've done a lot of speaking and I go to like take back the night and speak outs and stuff and I hear young women say like, oh, it's been three years since this happened and I've never really talked about it. I tried to convince myself it was bad sex, blah, 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 blah. And I hear that over and over again because like there's like women think well, if I'm a victim, then I can't be powerful or I can't be mm-hmm. competent or I can't be not broken. You know, like we don't want to identify with it. But the problem is like it doesn't make it doesn't mean we get to avoid the pain. Right. Like in the trauma, it means we avoid getting help and getting justice and like we isolate ourselves. I mean, I, I feel like if we if avoiding naming it made it like insulated us from the harm, I'd be like, great. <laughs> but, right. but th- my experience is that's not what happens like you hear these stories from y- women who are like uh, just like very privately like suffering and not even being able to identify why or what's wrong with them well you talk about this too in yeah. your chapter um only human how we don't have um women don't typically we don't have a narrative for victims where they can not only uh, get over it but that they can be empowered by yes it. And you talk about that with your in uh, when you're talking about Sarah Deer. Deer, right? Sarah Deer is this amazing, like literal MacArthur Award-winning genius um, lawyer, Native American rights lawyer, who's worked on behalf of mm. Native American women and girls. And and I'm not going to get too far into this. Like I don't want it to go. She gets life. real deep in the book, though. In the book, <laughs> <laughs> pages. You get into it, like the history of. The se- systematic sexual violation of Native women and girls is just is deep. I'll just leave it there. Um, <laughs> uh, and she's done this amazing work. And I, I was reading her most recent book, which is called The Beginning and End of Rape. And in it, she tells a story. I think it's from the Ojibwe tribe. I don't remember off the top of my head. But basically, there's history of this tribe that if women were, vict- were were raped, they were then revered as wise, powerful warriors, basically, who had survived like a something horrible and come out the other side. And it wasn't just like, oh, they weren't stigmatized, right? It was like they were they were held up, right, as like sur- as survivors, right? Like in the in the in a reverential way. And it, it it was a total mind shift for me because and, and I've been doing any rape work like my whole adult life. Uh, but but I feel like most of what I've been trying to do is like fight stigma, right? Like beat it back to a neutral place. And here was this culture that like went way beyond that, right? And said like you know, like we revere you for going through such a horrible thing and being able to survive, and you know things that we can't know, and we can learn from you. Um, and it was just like a mind shift of like, like we all we have to dream fucking bigger. You know? Yes. Yeah. All that portion was so interesting to me too. Uh, I used to be a, a minister, and I grew up in the Christian tradition, so I, I'm always thinking of things and in, in stories like that. And and you know, it's it's a tale as old as time when you think about how our nation was founded. And how the, these original sins shape so much of what our nation's personality and its spirit tends to be. So we're talking about the systematic rape of an entire person, specifically, horribly, the women. And how much that um, has only increased who we are. That's who we are. Yeah. Since the beginning. Right. That's how we started. That's how we are here on, the, on this land, right? Which was not, most of ours probably can't like claim to it. Um, I, I don't want to make assumptions about who's in the audience, but I certainly can't. No. Um, yeah, absolutely. And we don't think about it or deal with it. Yeah. So again, the book I mentioned there, 
is The Beginning and End of Rape by the amazing Sarah Deer. Uh, and you can also read more about her and her work in my book. But just in case you got the idea that the live show in L.A., was all super serious. We had a ton of fun and I couldn't resist also sharing with you this audience question about like what to do if you're a woman who can't find high quality dudes to fuck but you really still want to get laid and you're into dudes. I think what she's asking how do you get high quality dick? Wait. <laughs> is that the question? Yeah, that's a question. Yeah. Where is the high quality dick? How do you turn the low? But I think that part of the way we get high quality dick is that we stop settling for low quality dick, right? And that it's going to be lonely and horny in the interim, right? <laughs> like, like, but, but. Then and that's when you experiment. No. Right. And look, you can also like call your own shots. Like, you know, I'm, I'm not literally married, but I'm basically like an old married lady at this point. Um, but when I was fucking around, uh, you know, like, sometimes I would settle for people that I would not ever, like, put up with. But I would be like, you know what? I'm horny tonight. You're fine. You'll do. And that's a different dynamic than, like, I don't think I can do any better than you. Right? Like, so it, it's it's almost like an internal shift. Like, I'm holding out for somebody better to, like, really invest my time in. But in the meantime, like, all right. You're a human dildo. Like, like I can get, I saw some meme going on about, like, calling it a dick appointment. Right. And I like I like that framing. Right. So like so part of it is just like a psychological shift about like whether or not we have to settle or whether or not, you know, you know, we, we can call the shots. Right. So it may be that you have to like make your own compromises in the interim because changing the culture always involves growing pains. Right. But I, at the very least, if you encounter low quality dick and you sort of put up with it because you need to get your own rocks off, like you can let them know, mm. right? Yes. <laughs> that they that actually they were not very impressive and that you expect more next time, right? Like And use that low quality dick too to like figure out what you like too and to be yeah. vocally expressive and not worry about if they reject you because they're Cause the they're bullshit anyway. Them, right? Like treat the fuckboys like fuckboys is one thing you could start doing. Like that's an interim step. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So there you have it. The sublime, the ridiculous, the super real. It's all in the live show I recorded for Reality Bites. So you can go listen to that on their feed. Um, it's Reality B-Y-T-E-S and you can get it wherever you can listen to podcasts. Uh, definitely go check out that show. I think they aired it like late November, early December if you're looking for it in their show list. And speaking of holding out for better men, I have a listener question from one of y'all to answer this week. And it goes like this. I kept my V-card until I was married in my 30s, partly out of ideology and partly because of a total absence of worthy candidates. Small town USA. My husband was not. In fact, I'm not even his first wife. We've been together years now and are quite playful and satisfied in the sack. Lately, though, he has expressed to me more than once that he'd like to add anal to the mix. We tried it once with him doing me, but I just didn't enjoy it. Not my thing? Or maybe need to try again? Are there particular tips or tricks for women receiving anal? Also, he'd like me to fool with his butt, too. I've heard you say anal is the new blowjob, and I've heard you your quick start guide, but I have to say it didn't help me much. I'm a little squeamish. Butts are dirty, but more, I just don't get it. I thought anal was a gay thing. No problems with LGBTQ here, but I do prefer my husband to enjoy my vagina. 
Can you maybe dedicate an episode to explaining anal sex for the hetero couple? Thanks, Blushing Bride. Blushing! A couple of things to clear up here. I think you must be confusing me with another show, which happens sometimes. I definitely have never said blowjobs are the new anal, and I definitely don't have a quick start guide about anal sex. Because this show tends to focus on systems and culture stuff, uh, and not tips and tricks around sex, except for answering listener questions, which is why I'm answering this right here and not making an episode about it. But I want to help out. So the first thing I want to say is talking about anal being gay. It's a pretty popular myth. Um, But in reality, men cis men have a prostate gland that just feels really good when stimulated. And the access route to the prostate gland is through the butt. It has nothing to do with sexual orientation that your guy likes a little butt action. So that's first off. That's just biology. Butts don't have to be dirty. You can clean them. There's plenty of guides on the internet to how to prepare butts for anal sex. And you can also use gloves if you're using fingers or condoms on dildos if you're using a dildo on him or or what have you but you can take lots of precautions and clean up really well after um you don't have to get yourself dirty to get involved in anal sex so that's two in terms of tips and tricks for women receiving anal yeah you might want to try more than once i'm gonna be perfectly honest here anal is not my thing i have tried it a bunch of times and i've even had fun with it some of the time But for me, my outer sphincter, it just takes so much emotional concentration to get it to relax and yield that the amount of emotional labor it requires of me doesn't feel worth the payoff for me. And that might be true for you. But if you feel like you only tried it once and want to give it another go, I recommend just like a lot of patience and a lot of lube, a ton of lube, more lube than you think you could possibly need. And also just like him taking his absolute time until you're comfortable, right? So it requires a lot of communication too. If you want more than this, which you probably do, I highly recommend The Ultimate Guide to Anal Sex for Women by Tristan Terramino, who's been on this show and I've been on her show and I half suspect you're confusing me with her, in fact, although I don't know about her quick start guide. But she's written a whole book about this and it not only includes a lot of information that might help you if you want to try again on the receiving end of anal sex, but also has a whole chapter for women performing anal sex on their men. So... It's a great resource if you want to, pun intended, go more in depth into the subject. But the other thing I want to say is like, if you try it a bunch and you don't like it, like, that's okay. Like, it's good to be good giving in game, as Dan Savage says. But if you try this, like, if you really give it a college try and it's not your thing, like... I mean, your husband has to respect that too. So good luck. Let us know how it goes. That's all we have time for this week. If you have a sex or sexuality or sexual culture advice question you want answered by myself, possibly joined by a future guest, hit me up at unscrewed at JacquelineFriedman.com. That's J-A-C-L-Y-N-F-R-I-E-D-M-A-N.com. You can also send on ideas for future shows or guests, feedback on this show, further advice you want us to pass on to our question askers. Love hearing from you on all levels. Speaking of which, thank you to everyone who last week and the last few weeks have gone on and left reviews both of the podcast in Apple Podcasts, which thank you very much, and also of Unscrew the Book on Amazon. It matters so much and it makes my heart sing 
thing when I see it. So thank you so much. And if you haven't done that yet and you have read the book and obviously you've listened to the podcast, just go to the appropriate place and leave a little five star review. The reviews don't have to be very long. A sentence or two is all it takes. Um, The fact of the review and that it's five stars is what really bumps us up in the search algorithms in both Amazon and Apple Podcasts, which helps other folks to find Unscrewed Nation. Unscrewed is edited and produced by yours truly, Jacqueline Friedman. Our in and out music is by The Pink Tiles, and our cover art is by Nicole Dodonna and was created in collaboration with The Establishment, who also developed the sound cues. Until next week, I'm wishing you safe and happy sex lives. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.